Texas's Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the site. My job is to help you grow your podcast, get more people to it, get more people spreading your message, have a message that people want to do that with. That's the first part of that. Have a delivery that's interesting and gets attention. I work on it all with you. So if you've got a podcast and you're interested in making that happen for yourself, go to bigpodcast.com for more information. I've got a weekly newsletter that is at the bigpodcast.com site, bigpodcast.com slash newsletter. It is called Big Podcast Insider. It comes out every Friday morning. This is the audio version of that newsletter. Newsletter comes out first via email. Then I do an audio follow-up with more information. This one It's about getting more subscribers to your podcast. I started off with a story about something that happened with me this week regarding a cat named Rue. Let me give you the background on this. Three months ago, my wife saw a 14-year-old cat that had been put up for adoption because its owner had died. This cat's name, Rue, R-O-O. So we decided to take him in. It was interesting to me, and I think telling of society and how things work. The animal rescue that facilitated everything told us that He was the oldest non-purebred cat that they had ever placed. 14 years old, I get it. Old cats can get expensive. We're going to get into that in just a second. (laughs) I mean, that's part of it, right? Let's be honest. Sometimes it comes down to money for people. But I think in general, this society, meaning the one I'm in, the United States, and a lot of societies are like this. We are obsessed with youth. We are obsessed with new. We are obsessed with brand names. That's where the purebred comes in. Youth, that's obvious, right? We like something that's young, fresh, doesn't have problems, seemingly on top of things. And I can tell you this, I started in radio 30 years ago this year, 30 years ago last month, actually. I was arguably hipper, but I didn't know enough to really make a great radio host. Didn't have the life experience to talk about certain things. So I want you to consider that if you're an older podcaster, and by older, I mean, you know, whatever you think old is, maybe you think 30 is old, 40 is old, maybe you think 70 is old. I had a podcaster that I talked about on this podcast. If you're subscribed to this podcast, you might've heard it. If you're not subscribed, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe will get you subscribed. You can find that episode. Zeta Christian, I call her the oldest podcaster that I know. That's because she was in her late 60s when she started, had no podcasting experience. And she made the decision that not only was she going to do her podcast, but she wanted to learn all the technical elements of it because she didn't want anything standing in her way of getting that podcast out to the world. She'd done television before this. And with television, you can't do it all on your own. With podcasting, you can. Anyway, I say that to say, If you are an older podcaster, it's still possible for you to learn these new things and these youth-oriented things that these kids grow up with these days. But also, I want you to think about this if you're going through a frustration with that. You've got this life experience that you can bring in. These younger kids don't have. There was a saying in the music industry. They say, you need a new song and an old guitar, meaning go beat that guitar up a little bit, live a little bit, write a new song, come back with that, come back with all that experience. So consider that, a new song and an old guitar. Back to Rue, talking about aging cats. Two nights ago, Rue became ill, throwing up a couple times, basically not being himself. 
He's the first cat that my wife and I have ever had. So we're not cat people. And we're new to figuring out what is normal. We've only had him three months. But as I said, he didn't seem to be himself. We decided at almost midnight that we were going to take him to the emergency vet. That ended up being a really good decision. He was severely dehydrated. He'd been throwing up. We're thinking like, oh, it's hairballs. And he wasn't throwing up a lot, but we're talking about a six-pound cat, a tiny little cat. He needed IV fluids. They suggested an x-ray, a blood test. Nothing wrong there. When I sent out the newsletter, I didn't have this information, but what we did this morning shortly after the newsletter went out is we took Rue in for an ultrasound. I'm gonna tell you about that in a second. I wanna tell you first why I'm telling you this story about a sick cat and what it has to do with your podcasting. I want you to imagine this. Imagine me, my wife, this is our first cat. We know a little bit about animals. We've had dogs before, but we're still new to this thing. Cats are totally different animals than dogs and they act differently. We don't know what's normal or what's not. You know, maybe he's throwing up because it's a hairball. Maybe it's normal. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're not cat experts. And all podcasters, when you jump into it, even if you've had an experience with radio, and when I really got into podcasting, 2005, and then I took it up a notch in 2014, think about that from that 1991 start that I had. I was 14 years into radio before I started a podcast, and then another nine years, so 23 years into radio before I really got into podcasting. And there was still a lot that I didn't know. When you're in podcasting or entrepreneurship, or when you've got a cat, or when you're married, you're in a relationship, you make the best decision that you can at the time with the information that you have available. Sometimes you're going to make the wrong decision, but in general, what I have found is that it is almost always better to do something and move forward with whatever that is, rather than sitting around and waiting for conditions to be perfect. I'll give you a podcasting example on this. RX8 is what I've been using for the last year or so to do post-production on this podcast. RX9 came out this week, the new version of RX. It's one better. <laughs> but is it? People are talking, well, I don't know if I really need it. I was using the standard version, which isn't cheap. Maybe it's, I don't know, $500, let's say. I don't know what you can buy it for. They've got specials on it, but let's say it's 500 bucks. RX Advanced is $1,200. And I'm thinking, should I go for the advanced version of this? There's one feature that I need. There's literally one feature out of dozens. It's called Dialogue Isolate. And what I've been working on for the last few months is a project where I'm outside. Sometimes there's cars, horns, sirens, street noise. One time I was doing an interview outside on a lady's front porch <laughs> and a guy comes out with a saw and literally starts cutting into the street. They were doing sewers. So it's right as I'm in the middle of this intimate story by this lady. Dialogue isolate allegedly, you can hear the audio once I release it, allegedly takes care of things like that. It's pretty amazing. But is it worth it for the upgrade? Again, going from a $500 software to a $1,200 software, and there's an upgrade price. It ended up being about 400 and some change. So it's not a ton of money, but it's a lot for one little thing that you're not sure because allegedly it will help you. But I don't know if it's going to help me I know it helps people in general, but that's the kind of thing that we think about when we get new software, new mics. We think, yeah, that's going to work for him, 
but will it work for me? Will it work for my situation? And do I know how to use it? But thinking about this thought, it is better to make a decision now and move forward rather than sit around and think, well, I could do this or well, I could do that. I could be a week out thinking, well, I should do this or I shouldn't do that. It's better to make the decision, spend the 400 and some change. It works or it doesn't work, but you have moved on and you're getting that production out. That is what I have found. And that's true not only for your podcast, it's also true when you're making medical decisions for your cat. You can imagine it's midnight. I think, whoa, man, should we go for all this blood work? Should we go for the ultrasound? Should we do the x-rays? I don't know what to do. He just seemed a little lethargic to me. We just knew something was off. And all of a sudden, whoom, you're talking a thousand, two thousand dollar bills. Just like that. Let me give you an example. The ultrasound, $725 for an ultrasound. And that gets weird because on one hand, you want it to find something so you know what's wrong. But on the other hand, if it finds something like a blockage or something inside Rue, Rue's in worse shape than it would have been if there was nothing in there. So on that other hand, you don't want it to find anything. Finding nothing is a much better outcome for this cat. For the podcasting equivalent, maybe this dialogue isolate doesn't work on my street noise. Then what? Well, you do whatever the next step is. That's how we got to ultrasound level in the first place, or I got to this RX advanced in the first place. With RX, if you're not familiar with this tool, you can get what they call RX elements. It's about 30 bucks. And if you don't have this, here's the website, izotope.com. Right now is actually a great opportunity for you to get this. As I mentioned, RX9 just came out. This thing will take away clicks in your voice and it'll do some other great stuff that you probably don't even know will improve the sound of your podcast. But that's how they get you. They said, well, we can do this with the elements, but we can do one better with the standard version. And we can do even better with the advanced version. So know that going in, podcast production, if you keep listening to this podcast and hanging out with my friends like Marcus DePaula, I've done two episodes with him in the last couple of weeks. One of them, ironically enough, with Zeta Christian talking about her brand new studio. If you listen to guys like that, you will want to do better. You'll want to improve. And I think that that's normal. But right now, there's no reason for you to have a Stradivarius when you don't even know how to play violin. Start with that basic step. If you find you need more, you do more. You don't need to bring out the big guns when you only need a knife. Keep going because some things work and some things don't work. This issue of Big Podcast Insider, it is about finding more things that do work when it comes to getting more subscribers for your podcast. And if you follow the advice that I talk about here, and it's linked at bigpodcast.com slash newsletter, I promise you that there are more listeners available to you. They are there waiting for you. They just don't know about you. Before I get into that, just to give you a quick update on Rue, we don't know. We're going to go in there tomorrow. He's staying at the vet tonight for a second night. They're giving him IV fluids. The ultrasound did not find anything, but they did see some stuff that they want to take a look at. It's not cancerous, but they want to give him a steroid and it's dangerous because he's only six pounds. So they're keeping a good eye on him. Thanks to everybody who's reached out about Rue. I will pass on your well wishes to him. 3,500,000 subscribers in just six years. This is a template that you can follow to grow your podcast subscribers. The template is about a newsletter called Morning Brew. You might've heard of it. Everything these guys are doing applies to your podcast and will help you to get more listeners. 
It's not rocket science. This is stuff that you can do. Listen to this. Here's a quote. In the really early days, so to speak, my co-founder and I, we go to clubs, classes, getting people signed up. We were college students. We had zero money to invest in growth. That's not sexy at all. If you've ever done sales, you know that you're going to be rejected a lot when you give somebody an offer. I was at the gas pump earlier this morning. You were filled up at Kroger. It's the country's largest grocery store chain. I was getting some groceries. They've got a gas pump there. And the way it works is if you have a Kroger card, I guess you call it a loyalty card or a customer card or, or whatever it is they call what they use to track what you buy so they know your buying habits. They give you points. If you've got a certain amount of points, they give you money off on gasoline. So I pull my car up to the pump. There's a pump right next to me. And a lady walks up to me. And she said, I've got a deal for you. <laughs> I said, oh, really? Because <laughs> I've had all sorts of deals offered to me in the grocery store. Used to have people, they'd want to trade food stamps for cash, whatever. Let's just say there are a lot of side hustles going on in the grocery store. <laughs> so she's filling up her car. And she says, I've got 80 cents off a gallon. Okay, I like it. I like it. Get 10 gallons, save $8. And she said, if you've got cash, you can give me the cash and I will let you fill up your car. I said, well, I don't have cash. I do everything via credit card or Venmo or however these young kids are doing their stuff these days. A lot of people never seen cash. (laughs) I'm becoming one of those people. I don't do business in cash. Don't carry it on me. Anyway, was she running some kind of game on me? I don't know. The point is, she asked, I rejected her. She's very nice. It wasn't any big deal. And it's no big deal if you try to sell what you have and somebody doesn't buy. Not a big deal. It's not for everybody. These guys at Morning Brew, they've only got 3,500,000 subscribers. That's not everybody. A lot of people said no. But obviously, a lot of people said yes. This kind of growth is not rocket science, but you have to ask for the sale. You have to ask for subscribers. You've heard me say this a few times on this episode. If you want to subscribe, go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I want you back. And that's how to do it. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got a phone number. Do you know about the phone number? Get your phone out. Try this. 615-488-4321. Now the hardcore guys, you might be thinking, David, I hear you say that all the time. Yeah. But there are also new people coming in They have no idea about a subscription that you've got. They have no idea about the offering that you have, that you have a book. A lot of people probably don't know you've got a podcast at all. Gotta let those people know. I don't think you need to be annoying. This isn't multi-level marketing. You're not Amway. But if you do want your podcast to grow, people have to know that it exists. You will have better luck with this approach if you have a podcast that people want. And those are the kind of things that I talk about on this newsletter bigpodcast.com slash newsletter if you are not subscribed to the email version of the newsletter. One more thing about making it easy to subscribe because you're going to need this. You're going to walk up to people. I've got the phone number. That's a curiosity. Hey, call this phone number, 615-488-4321. When I talk to podcasters about that number, they say, what? How do you do that? Well, dial it up, 615-488-4321. I'll show you how it works. The other thing you can do is you can take a QR code. QR codes are coming back in style. They disappeared for a while. They were annoying for a while. We made fun of them for a while. But to have a business card with a QR code on it that will take you to a mobile page 
And I'll give you the address of the mobile page that I send people to. It's bigpod.net slash mobile. If you can make a landing page like that, bam, you got them. Because basically what it does is this. It says, what kind of phone are you on? Are you on an iPhone or are you on an Android? You're going to pick one or the other because everybody's got one of two. They've got a smartphone. iPhone is going to take them to Apple Podcasts. The Android phone takes them to Google Podcasts. Each of those are built into the operating system. You've got a new subscriber to your podcast. Next item, why is nobody subscribing to your podcast? Let's go back to that because you've got to have a podcast that people want before you can get people to say yes to subscribing. It may be because your podcast isn't that interesting. Could be because your podcast isn't that helpful. Maybe it's not entertaining. Maybe it's you. The good news is you can change you and you can change what you're doing. This is a four-step process to validate your podcast ideas and communicate your podcast value to listeners in a way that will get you results and will make people want to hear more from you. I'm going to go ahead and give you the four steps, but I don't want you to miss this information because this is a whole article that goes very deep into these four steps. It is worth a look. Bigpodcast.com slash newsletter has all of this. Here's step one, conduct market research. Step two, create a product prototype. Step three, create a sales page, maybe a landing page somewhere where people can get the product. And the fourth step, gather feedback and release the prototype or your product again. Let's talk about what that looks like. For you as a podcaster, market research, let's say you're in the fitness industry. What problems are you having? What can I help you with? What kind of podcast would you listen to? That's market research. This is linked to something with a lot more detail than I'm giving you here, but this is the basic element of this. You're conducting market research. You're asking the people that you want to listen what they would listen to. Step two is to create a product prototype. I've talked about this in my book, Big Podcast. The prototype for you, before you really launch your podcast, you're going to do 25 episodes. You're going to get clear on yourself, your message, your point of view, or worldview, as some people call it. You're going to get clear on what people are listening to and responding to. That's the prototype. The prototype is going ahead and doing the podcast, getting clear on the podcast, putting something out, maybe to a few listeners, maybe to a little more than a few, maybe making it a public launch, but it's more or less a soft launch. It's there, but you're not advertising it yet. You create a landing page, you make it so more and more people can come in. So that's easy. For podcasters, it's putting it up on Apple Podcasts. It's putting it up on Google Podcasts. It's making it so people can actually subscribe to the podcast. Although I will say for my sister podcast, Red, the marketing podcast for experts, what we did there is we did not put it out on Apple before we were really clear. We wanted to do a big release. We waited. The issue, and you might run into this if your podcast starts to take off, is we had somebody actually submit it for us somebody who thought they were helping us out, kind of became a problem. Fortunately, I got people at Apple said, hey man, (laughs) they don't own that. We own it and we need to control the feed. And we were able to make that happen by the time we did launch. But this is a guy from a podcast company that I know. Honestly, I think that his motivation wasn't so much to get it out and help us. I think it was to help him. This podcast was taking off and he wanted to put it in his network to show that his podcasting company was doing well. With that said, that's something that you want to watch out for. Maybe what you want to do is go ahead and get the feed out there and have everything in place, but not have those episodes on it. Once you do want to release a few episodes, though, put it out there, let people subscribe to it, gather feedback from those people, 
and continue to evolve with your podcast. This podcast is different than it was when it started. Red podcast, different than it was when it started. It will be different a year from now. Your podcast, if you were doing the work, will also be evolving. You evolve, your listeners evolve, your podcast needs to evolve. Next item, how good does your podcast sound? This is a big one. This is something a lot of podcasters overlook. They say, no, it's about the content. It's about the content. Audio doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. If you're going to speak it, it's worth recording. If it's worth recording, it is worth recording correctly. And it is just as easy for you to record it correctly. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it needs to be good. It's just as easy for you to get a good mic as it is for you to record on an iPhone or earbuds or AirPods or whatever they call these things, tin can and a string. A $100 USB mic goes a long way when it comes to helping your audio. But how good is it? I've got something linked. It will analyze your podcast audio. It will tell you how good your podcast is. I got a text from my buddy, Jeff Sanders. He runs the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast. And he sent me something. He said, thank you very much. I just analyzed my podcast. I got five out of five. Let me tell you what they analyzed him on so you can get an idea of what they are looking for. They are looking for noise level, like background noise. They are looking for the level of your podcast, meaning the volume of it, how hot the signal is. They're looking for variation in your podcast. I'm not sure exactly what that means. I don't think that's vocal variety, how great of a host you are. I think what they're looking for is, are you loud and your guest is soft or your co-host is too loud? People having to ride that fader. Your ads are a little bit louder than they need to be. And they're also looking for compression. (laughs) I download some of these episodes, man, and they are 320 kilobits, stereo files, 300 meg files. They take forever, especially if you're on mobile. In some countries, if you're in the United States, you may not know this because we've got such nice broadband access. Some countries, all they've got is mobile. You need to compress the hell out of your files. This file that you are listening to right now, it is an M4A file. That is a better compression than MP3. It's a smaller file. You're never going to get a podcast from me at this type of length, 20, 30 minutes. That's going to be more than about eight megabytes. So forget 300 megabytes. A lot of guys are doing it. You don't need it. 100 megabytes, you don't need it. And if you're paying for your hosting, this is going to bring those hosting costs way down. M4A, if you want more information about this, reach out to me. I'll send it to you. It's on the blog, bulletin.bigpodcast.com. By the way, if you've got a low score, don't freak out. I mentioned those episodes that I've done on this podcast in the last couple of weeks, two of them with Marcus DePaula talking about your podcast audio. Listen to those. He's going to help you to get your space together. That's a huge part of it because where you are doing your podcast, because how that microphone picks up your voice, if it does it right the first time, that means less cleanup for you. That means a quieter room where that noise that this thing is listening for, that's not going to be there. It's worthwhile for you to listen to those episodes, get your space together. No technical knowledge required. He'll explain to you what you need to do. And there are little hints. Like right now, I'm talking into the corner of a room. The reason for that is because if I were talking into a flat wall, or even worse, if I'm talking into a computer monitor, a flat glass computer monitor, it's bouncing those energy waves, my voice, your voice is just energy, back to me, my mic is picking it up a second time. You can get weird phasing issues. You might not notice it. Your listeners might not notice it. But what they will notice 
is that you sound better when it's not there. RX can clean some of that stuff up. Don't make RX work that hard. You're not going to need RX if you've got a great room and you've got this great technique from the very beginning. One more thing from this newsletter, read this before you launch a paid podcast if you want it to work. I've been hearing so much talk from podcasters about Apple's new paid podcast subscription options that I felt that this was worth mentioning. Everybody's excited, but I want you to go back to that very beginner podcaster that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode. When you first had your podcast and you're walking up to people, hey, subscribe to my podcast, and you realize not as many people care about your podcast as you do, you're probably going to find this for your paid subscription options. Not as many of the people who are getting your podcast for free are going to think that it is worth paying for. And that's okay. But if you get it together, you're going to have more of those people and there's plenty of money there for you. The first thing, you've got to have something that people want. And I know that sounds obvious, but if it were obvious, wouldn't we see more people having success with paid podcasts? (laughs) It's a new thing. We're getting it together. We're learning as we go, right? You're working with the information you have. You're changing it just like you're changing yourself, just like your listeners are changing and you're going to get it together. But if you want to shortcut this, I've got a great article that will show you how to do it. Read this before you launch a paid podcast if you want it to work. All of this is linked via bigpodcast.com. You will see the newsletter there. Subscribe to it. I will get you hooked up because I want you to launch something and have success with it. I want you to be able to help people with your message, get them feeling connected to other people. It's a lonely time that we're in. We're not out of this pandemic yet. People need that connection. They need to know that they are not alone. And you can 100% do that via your podcast. And you'll be more successful at doing that if you do things right. Don't reinvent the wheel. Listen to me. Every Friday, Big Podcast Insider, bigpodcast.com slash newsletter gets you on the list. Obviously, there's the audio version here as well. Bigpodcast.com has all the information you need to get the audio and the email newsletter. Both of those are free. So go there, bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'm here all the time, usually a couple times a week, definitely here once a week for the Big Podcast Insider episodes. And I'm always at bigpodcast.com. So if you need help with your podcast, marketing your podcast, growing your audience, making something that people care about, and they're excited when you come up to them and talk about, that's the kind of thing I can help you with. So go to bigpodcast.com, reach out to me, let me know where you need that help. I will see you there and I will see you here on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.